0: Welcome to Building Sustainability, the podcast that brings you interviews with designers, builders, makers, dreamers and doers, exploring the wide world of sustainability in the built environment by talking to wonderful people who are doing excellent things. I'm your host, Geoffrey Hart. Welcome to episode 26. It is currently August the 9th, 2020. So before we get into this episode, I just wanted to talk about Nick Hayes. Nick is a friend of the podcast and was my guest on episode 17, where we talked about his new book, Trespass. And Nick explained the murky, murky history of land ownership in England and how 92% of all land is out of bounds for us regular human beings. Well, his book, Trespass, Crossing the Lines that Divide Us, is now available for pre-order. I've got mine ordered. And if you follow the link in the show notes, you can get yourself a copy. Uh, I default to Hive.co.uk as uh, as an online bookstore as they give money to your local independent bookshop with every book purchase. And as far as I can tell, they're not owned by Amazon. So I think they're the best option. But uh, please do correct me if I'm wrong. And don't say A hey, books, because I thought they were great for so long. And then I discovered that... They're owned by Amazon. To celebrate Nick's upcoming book, I've stuck a bonus 12 minutes of our chat on my Patreon site. That is patreon.com forward slash building sustainability. And the conversation is centred around the changes happening with coronavirus. And it ends up with Nick saying the line, We just want to be told what to do by a posh guy on a horse. Um, As with the rest of that conversation, it's very entertaining and slightly harrowing. While we're on the subject of Patreon, uh, remember you can hear a whole extra hour and a half of bonus Will Stanek's chat and some extra bits from Tsukita about Earth Floors. Plus, you can suggest questions for future conversations. I'm actually about to start recording new ones. Uh, I have just been working through the lockdown backlog where I was able just to line up people to uh, to interview really easily. Um, so yeah, I'm just about to get some more really interesting people for you to listen to. Okay, this episode is with Wibbs Coulson and it's all about keeping your body happy and healthy while building, crafting or being generally alive. I know so many builders who have permanently injured themselves and I wanted to do an episode on how we can make work sustainable on our bodies. Wibbs is a yoga instructor and movement therapist and you should know that Wibs isn't really like your stereotypical yoga instructor. In fact, he's entirely unlike anyone I've met before. Um, so you should also know that Wibs and I met in Canada while I was a snowboard instructor and he was training to become one. I initially thought he was a loudmouth idiot, uh, but I quickly learned that he's actually completely earnest and a total joy to be around Um, He also lacks the emotion of shame, which uh, makes him a very, very fun person to be around. Um, We ended up living together for two seasons in Canada and have been best mates ever since. So I think we do a pretty good job of keeping this one professional. Um, What we should say, though, is that there are definitely naughty words. As I said, Wibbs isn't like most yoga instructors and doesn't shy away from uh, from a little bit of potty mouth um, and the other thing to know before the episode is that we talk of videos that Wibbs has done uh, specifically for this podcast and all of the links to that will be in the show notes that's it from me i will be back at the end
1: you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry
3: um so yeah i'd probably go with like yoga teacher and like movement movement therapist
0: okay well, what's a, a nurse movement therapist
3: uh, what is a movement therapist uh it's basically like a um like a hands-on therapist so like a masseuse or like a physio or an osteo but I don't have to put my hands on you so I you know I basically help you move better through your own movement so I don't have to I literally I don't do anything I I just sit there and tell you what <laughs> sounds, to do Sounds great fucking brilliant <laughs> um <laughs> um basically yeah so I'm just a I would say that I'm a movement therapist and it and by that it's literally like I help you like the therapy is your own movement yeah okay so, yeah, nice because
0: uh, well i've been uh, thinking about uh, well recently i heard a definition of sustainability and that was that it's a thing that you can keep doing forever like a, a sustainable thing you can keep doing forever uh, right yeah and so thinking about like the you know our bodies uh if we're to say as a builder um you know to to keep my my body building for for all of my days mm-hmm. uh, i need to look after it and, and keep it keep it fresh yes um, so yeah i I'm, I'm intrigued to know how we can create that that sort of sustainability within our own bodies
3: i i would probably say that realistically that little if you like definition of sustainability is probably what my main out or my main goal for work is these days Mm -hmm. is to help people um and myself uh try to move and live sustainably essentially because um if you look at people walking most people you don't notice it but so many people if you actually begin to people watch you'd notice that they walk with a bit of a limp they walk one side they walk you know with Their right shoulder is lower constantly than their left. Their right knee is constantly, you know, flopping into the side. And, you know, and all of these things are compensations the body makes. And um, there's a lot of people would say it was a kind of a dysfunction, um, whereas really it's your body's way of trying to be sustainable. It's trying to get you through your day. Yeah. Um, But the problem is that it's not really a sustainable Way of moving um so like you know as builders and y- you tend to spend your life lugging stuff around you're yeah. kind of you know bent over, whether it be bending over to pick up bales of hay or like logs or blocks or lumps of wood, whether you're um you know getting up and down to you know do your floor to do you know whatever it might be um and you'll probably always find that there's gonna be one side of you which ends up hurting a lot more than the other side it's always my right knee is a bit crap my oh my right low back is always knackered um you know and I kind of get to the end of the day and that's always the bit which you know it ends up being unsustainable you end up having time off because of it Mm. Um, and from my perspective as my movement therapy head would say is you know what's the what's the reason you've gone into that stage. So we kind of I try to look at, you know, get people to think about what their history is and where mm. their pains were, where their injuries were, where their um broken toes, fingers, shoulders, collarbones, backs, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um and how could that potentially have put us into a position where we are today? Um the the simple answer for sustainability as far as movement is really like to look yourself in the mirror and see how you stand um and see if you can do the exact opposite on the other side (laughs) Um, right to a a certain degree it's almost as simple as that the crazy thing is it's um uh the work because i my my work comes from a guy called gary ward who um he's uh he was (laughs) he was originally a ski boot fitter he basically ran away from life and uh not too dissimilar to, that's, 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 <laughs> to us. Sounds um, quite familiar, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He ran away from life because he was going to be a teacher and he didn't like it. And he went and lived in the mountains. And basically, he ended up realising that when he fitted a ski boot properly, hmm. people's pains went away. Okay. Um, as a, someone who wore ski boots, I realised how uncomfortable they are and how badly, a badly fitted ski boot affected me. Hmm. But he would find, because he was fitting for races and all this sort that people's back pain would go away and they're you know and so it kind of got his brain thinking and so he put he's basically tracked every joint motion in the body through the whole gait cycle and it's this elaborate thing called the flow motion model but essentially what it does is if you were to stand there and you were to like drop your head to the left and it was much easier than going to the right then you'd kind of go well i know i can go left maybe i need to learn to make it go right better okay um, and then you kind of go well if that is going left easy what's my spine doing and maybe my spine is you know also you know flexing away which makes it easier to drop that way you know if my shoulder is up by my ear my my head's never going to want to go towards that way very easily mm-hmm. and so we kind of essentially begin to just look at ourselves and this is for me the key to you know this comes from my yoga as well but it's like you have to actually pay attention to yourself okay um and it's the biggest thing which no one does is they kind of go i get up i put my clothes on I go to work come home and then i watch tv and then i fall asleep and then i get up and i repeat type thing Whereas actually taking a few minutes out of your day to try to begin to build some kind of personal understanding of your own body and the routine of it you know being able to stand there and maybe like you know Flex and extend your spine. You lift your spine tall. Drop your spine into a rounded position. Does your pelvis move? Can you move your pelvis in any way? If you were to try to rotate your chest on top of your pelvis, can you do it, or do they both move together? That sounds like a ridiculous thing to bring up, but hang on. No one trying it now. Such (laughs) it's such a funny thing, and watching people's faces when you say, "Right, stand there and just turn your chest left." yeah no 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 don't move your pelvis just your chest no no not the pelvis I can't do it so it can't does
0: do it. does that come from uh just a lack of body awareness or does that come from it's
3: a, I, so it can be all sorts so it can be a it can be just I haven't lived in my body yeah. for the last thirty years i have I've paid no attention and I basically you know our live our modern living very much is we sit in a car we sit um in a chair we we don't really get about most of our living is very one plane so yeah. obviously i don't you know we our bodies should be three-dimensional they should move like sidewards kebab stick round and round and then side and sideways where it's kind of like this flexing and you know like hinging at the hips and up forward and back you've got yeah. kind of got that movement a side bend and a rotation um and we should constantly be like this almost um screw corkscrewing effect of like coming in and out of each other yeah um but that doesn't necessarily always happen um well it definitely doesn't always happen so if you have spent your life sitting in a chair sitting in your car sitting in your sofa and you never actually rotate your chest away from your body your body is horrendously efficient slash lazy i mean that's what i always say depending on how you want to look at it like if you don't not if you're not using an element of it, it kind of says, well, why do I need to keep that there? Because it's just taking up more of my effort Mm. to keep it there. Um, So the, and the cool thing about this of the idea of movement therapy is it doesn't take long. It really doesn't take long to, to move better. Yeah. Which is the amazing thing for if you are in pain, like it can, it can disappear quickly too. Yeah. And like, and sustainably if you want to just move you know better than a daily practice of ten minutes of doing a simple check-in system. Yeah, and you can completely like wake your body up and give it an entirely new experience of the world. Huh.
0: So that's that's kind of I, I assume that's sort of uh, focusing on each part of the body, uh, moving the, them in all of their different ways that they should move. Fi- finding out where doesn't doesn't work
3: exactly and so it's kind of a little bit of kind of like you know this is you know as um i kind of always jokingly say that you know i am terrible give me a piece of wood and i'm rubbish at understanding how to like attach it to a wall but like a human body i can i can watch you know that a pelvis will move this way when you lean that way and actually if you keep that still then you can move mm-hmm. that whereas like you know a builder would be able to look at something and go uh you know i know the fulcrum's there and if i kind of that's going to pivot on that and actually just need to, you know, move. if that's in the ground there, that's there. Essentially, you're just looking at biomechanics. You're just looking at, you know, structures a little bit like a a big thing, but like just in a living yeah. human body. And actually, if you try to keep it really simple and you kind of go, um, I can't bend left, I'm going to practice bending left, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, you know, I can, demonstrate on some videos for you guys i'll do some little videos of uh ways in which you can um move better um but you know essentially just some really simple check-ins which can allow um a spine to go left better go right better yeah um, and if you think about um i don't know if in building you kind of come across the kind of the idea of tensegrity structures oh i don't know
0: tell me what that means um,
3: you should just you look it up it's um a guy called Buckminster Fuller. Oh
0: kind of yeah. Came up with he yeah. The, the um the geodesic domes. Yeah, yeah. So
3: that is like a um, a a tensegrity structure. So basically it's um a tension it, the tension and the um, compression elements of it hold it all together.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: Essentially. And they so we are basically a bio-tensegrity. So we are just tension and compression. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that you could look at you know the way a building is built and that you need the tension in certain areas to you know okay it might not be necessarily like a brick building would be wouldn't really be much of a biotense you know a tense equity structure yeah. but you know you, you have to have a balance of tension and compression throughout life yes essentially. creating you look at spider yeah. you look at spider's web and there's a there's an element of tension through being pulled out and compression of everything being pulled in, um, and our bodies are exactly the same and without the ability to look and see that you know, oh, I lean, my chest is like constantly side bending to the right, and so therefore my right side of my body is constantly compressed in the left side is then constantly under tension,
0: right so
3: therefore I kind of go, well, if I know that this is under tension. I know that this is compressed. What would happen if I managed to compress this side and put this side under some tension and just give the body an alternative experience of of where it is right now? Yeah. Um, and and that's really the for if the simplest way of looking at it is you know trying to look at the structures in your body, your pelvis, your ribcage, your head mainly, uh, the good places to start and kind of go can't keep leaning right for the rest of my life (laughs) like or you know the classic one is most old people walking down the road is the flexed you know hunchback spine chin looking forward i mean all the kids are going to be doing it these days because their phone you've got the the text neck position you end up with this big like and your head is heavy yeah and it's it's constantly pulling forward it's just going to round your spine even more now that's a really really like unsustainable way to move and live and especially if you're being a physical working person you're going to be if you think of the stress and strain that puts in your spine and then you're going and picking up a bale of hay or like um a straw bale or you um sorry i got that right yeah, um, well done yes yeah. <laughs> nearly <laughs> you might nearly be picking a bale of hay for something yeah you know exactly but if you're but it might the the, the crazy thing is and this is the one that gets me people then they pick up a pen hmm. and their back goes and they go well, what how what i picked up a pen yeah like that's not heavy and it's like yeah but like your your day-to-day living posture is unsustainable for for your work choice and for your life choice if you like so being able to just observe yourself in space and then just kind of think i stand like this how do i do the opposite yeah and then you know do you know what I mean just stand against the wall and just see if you can get your bum your head and your back to stand against the wall and just see what happens and just come out and just just do that do you know what I mean it's there's it it really i think the 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 health and fitness world have made um movements so overly complicated Mm. that people don't want to do it and as people who are physically working a lot and are probably you know in many ways way stronger than fitness people Mm. because you know i look at um a lot of my friends who are kind of builders and tree surgeons and whatever else, they're definitely stronger than I am. Like can definitely, I mean, I can move my weight around and whatever else, but it's strong. You know, if you want to pick something up, most of the time builders are stronger than I am. Yeah. Um, So you don't need to be doing a lot of strength work at all. You do that every day. Just, you know, learning the simplistic thing of like, Oh, I'm going to slide my chin back on my head and get my head on top of my shoulders and you suddenly feel that maybe the chest begins to lift a bit and you feel like the, the tailbone tilts and you get a bit of a, a a lengthened spine, even just doing that, just putting your head on top of your shoulders is going to have a, like a rippling effect through your body. Um, and, you know, for 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, you can have like, you can vastly improve your ability to live a sustainable life within your own body. Wow. For sure. So- say uh i don't
0: have these movements in my body Mm -hmm. and then i go about my my daily life you know i'm swinging a hammer around i'm lifting stuff like Mm what what's happening in the body then like what what sort of compensations i guess is is...
3: i mean that's if, if you don't have them i mean if we go back to the idea of tensions and compressions i mean most people say oh i can't touch my toes my hamstrings are too tight oh i can't um what you know i oh my you know i've got this Oh, my knots down the right side of my back. or oh, my right side of my neck is really tight, and whatever else. And all of these things are like compensations. And we don't tend to like the work I do in the anatomy and motion world. We don't tend to look at things being um, tight as such. Mm-hmm. They're kind of they're long or they're short. Okay. Um, and like tight is just a bit of a non-descript word. But like, so if something's long or short, then we know we can perhaps then begin to do something about it but if something say is stuck long so we use the the example of being flexed right in our spine that we're side bending to the right constantly but we don't realize it but there's just this you know when we look at ourselves in a mirror our right shoulder is a bit lower than our left and we can kind of see some of the tissue in our you know tummy and our under our ribs is a bit more kind of bunched up than on our left Then we know the left side is constantly like stuck long Mm -hmm. um so then, you can think that if you're then going about your daily business and you're kind of hammering, you're chucking around your bales of hay, um, straw, hay, <laughs> straw, straw. Damn it! <laughs> I know it, but <laughs> hay bale is just that's clearly that that season I did in New, in New Zealand like 20 years ago, <laughs> baling hay up uh, stuck in my head. Um, but if you were to then be, you know, having that straw bale and you're kind of or whatever you know, lint or whatever you're putting in and your left side of the body is constantly long, that's a compensation. Now you suddenly gently or you're you're moving that item around and you just, you know, you have to twist to get it into a position, which is slightly awkward. You don't normally have that twisting motion. You've kind of been relying on this right bend. All of a sudden you bend slightly further and something down the right side Pings, for want of a better word yeah and so that tissue which is already stuck really long has just it's gone too far right and overstretched rubber band kind of thing essentially exactly um and so then you end up with the discomfort then you end up with having to try to unwind it and unfortunately too much of the time people kind of go well you've kind of got this knot here i'll I'll rub that knot and then you know and, and it'll feel good like don't get me wrong like it it, it's not a bad thing but mm. what we want to be able to do is put your body back into a position where yes it, maybe you can rub it maybe you can make it feel better but how can we then give your body the experience of it stop being stuck long what compensations can you begin to unwind and it becomes a bit like um donkey talk about parfait in a uh, in shrek <laughs> you know i mean
0: okay you're gonna have to uh <laughs> fill me in on that one <laughs>
3: oh haven't you seen shrek i mean not, not in a while <laughs> Oh, okay, it always makes you laugh because um you know we're ba- it's basically onions like layers of onions and in in shrek uh donkey goes you know what else is layers parfait or something like that anyway i think that's the case i could have got that completely wrong but i, that's what I always hear eddie murphy's head talking about parfait
0: um if that's the cause of our first complaint letter <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's not what they said in shrek yeah um Uh, but we'll go back to the 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 way to like an onion essentially so we we tried to peel back the layers Mm. and when we look at our injuries um you know a broken finger can play out into a sore knee um and i had a a client who um you know i got him to decompress an old broken finger like literally just gently pull it out of the socket and then to 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 move his pelvis which he couldn't move and all of a sudden his pelvis just like shot across the room it's like this compression in his finger was stopping his nervous system had kind of shut down through here which had then put like incrementally little changes through and it was blocking his pelvis moving and he just oh, that's crazy
0: it. so i mean that seemingly you know two pretty far apart bits on the body uh you wouldn't think that a finger would...
3: no and unfortunately this is kind of you know most modern you know and, um but i'm a nurse as well so i kind of have, have have gone from traditional Western like, background of like, um, oh, your finger hurts, let's bandage it, oh, your knee hurts type thing. Um, and the more I've looked, mm. the more I've kind of gone, actually, they're not, you know, if you want to sort out your back problem, if you need to sort out your wrist or your knee problem, then don't just look at the wrist or the knee or the back. Like, let's look at everything. And again, this is where it comes back to A. Like, let's peel back those <laughs> those layers of, I don't even know what A is. <laughs> <laughs> um let's peel back those layers of the onion and um see if we can you know an old injury can we come back to it and just and just move it yeah like do you know what i mean like push it in pull it out you know whatever wherever your pain is if you you know if you know that when you check in and i'll um you know I can send a link out there's a there's a couple of options i'll do some of my own videos but I can also send a link my teacher Gary's done a whole thing on like I mean it's super in depth and it's only 15 quid but it's like three and a half four hours three and a half or four hours of video footage of going through how to you know all of these simple movements. Mm. So um you know maybe I can send that over if you want. But um you know you could do those and as you begin to move your chest, as you begin to go, oh my left side's really long, I'm gonna move it over the other way and I'm gonna lengthen the right side and suddenly that then feels amazing and you you can then walk around you suddenly have this access to both sides but then that suddenly makes you go cool my left hip's a bit funny yeah and then you you know and, and all of a sudden you peel back one layer and then something else shows up you peel back another layer and you know doing this work I have found about 15 old injuries reoccur by peeling back the layers yeah. and each time if when something turns up you kind of suddenly realize you never got rid of the problem Do you know what I mean it's a bit like Wallpapering over some damp, and you just kind of you go, oh yeah, we'll just put nice another layer analogy. Of oh, I used to be <laughs> that, <mate>. <laughs> <laughs> um, And as you peel it back, you realise that's still there. Yeah. That's still there. That's still there. What's the um, cause?
0: Oh, it might actually be the roof that's the cause. That's yeah,
3: exactly. And so we're kind of that's where you want to get to. But the you know, and it's just a, a, for me, it's just can you learn to appreciate and watch your body yeah that's the key and go oh i don't go left that's really funny i'll i'll just i'll just practice going left for a while and see if see if anything happens
0: so you're not an ambiturner <laughs>
3: <laughs> to, to, quote zoolander. to quote zoolander exactly <laughs>
0: um, I, I uh i think yeah I, I really like that um i so i had uh bad knees i, mm-hmm. I went to the I went to the NHS I'm not definitely not knocking the NHS I think they need to be funded more so yeah. that they could help people better but uh I was yeah I had bad knees and it was every time I bought a new pair of shoes mm-hmm. my knees would start hurting and yeah and I went to physio and they gave me a load of knee strengthening exercises and I was sort of saying to them it's it's something to do with my feet because when I get new shoes it's my feet fi- it, yeah i mean, I
3: mean you're, you're basically coming into my my favorite territory in the world right now like i love right. feet, not in the weird way <laughs> not, in the, not in the weird way um just the, the feet are incredible um and you know for you guys and girls and you all you builders all you, you you constantly probably wearing pretty chunky like yeah. steelies or like with a, like, like your, a big big steel
0: plate in the sole of your boot
3: exactly and probably with a heel and all this and um and the biggest thing, so your foot has so much control over your whole body in so many ways. And if you think there's 33 joints, I know, like, I'm, like there's 33 joints in your foot.
0: Whips is now holding up a model of the foot bones. Of the
3: foot bones, um, and like there's 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 as many joints in your foot as there is in your spine. In one foot, as there is in your spine. Wow. So if you suddenly, if I was to say to you. All of your joints in your spine. They don't move. You've got two joints in your spine which move. Like mm. you'd be like, Oh my god, I need to like do something about that. So I need to like yeah. no wonder I can't turn left. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Maybe that was Dennis uh problem. Maybe he just like needed to yeah. bring his feet up. Um but like because you can't if your all those spinal facets don't move, you're then gonna go, I need to go and see an osteopath, I need to go and see a physio, I need to get them released, I need to put movement into them, because otherwise you know they're going to fuse i'm gonna have a bad back um you know all these problems but your feet like you your your description like is like gold to my ears like poetry to my ears i don't know that's a bad whatever the saying is um but like, like if i think you,
0: gold to my ears like earrings
3: <laughs> gold to my ears like spandau ballet yeah um, <laughs> um if you're um if your feet are stuck, so if you suddenly put a new pair of shoes on, which are really, really rigid and they have no your feet suddenly have no ability to move. And most of the time you get a pair of shoes, you wear them in and then they start things get a bit easier because all of a sudden, you know, your foot can begin to manipulate the the shoe a bit more and, okay. and you can begin to you know you wear down the outside heel and you know all of this stuff and you know i'm not saying any that's good but you suddenly begin to break the shoe in a bit and and suddenly you're controlling your movement a bit more um most of the time your foot is still awful and cannot move um but that suddenly then you you get a bit more control of your foot which maybe opens one or two extra joints up which then allows your knee to have a bit more range of the motion i mean i kind of um I've kind of mentioned this before, but like the knee isn't a classic hinge joint. So most of the time people say, oh, your knee's a hinge joint. It just, you know, it's like a door frame, door hinge. It just opens and closes, opens and closes. And it's yeah. not at all like it's a three, like it's actually a two dimensional joint. Um, it hinges, but also it has this like rotational element where the, the, th- the thigh bone, the, th- the femur, actually like rotates on top of the tibia, the shin bone a little bit more. Okay. Then the tibia so you end up and then when it comes back out when you straighten it actually the thigh bone rotates outwards a bit more so you end up with this kind of locking effect and opening effect of the knee yeah. um now if your feet don't move then your knees are going to be affected your hips are going to be affected your back's going to be affected um and again the biggest thing you no, know, i'm i'm a barefoot person as kind of you know but like um i think these days it's become a bit of a a lazy thing more than any other reason i just my feet are hard <laughs> enough that i can go out for a walk and um i just forget to put shoes on um or i can't be bothered to bend over and put shoes on one of the two um <laughs> which is ridiculous you need to
0: work on your movement, I was gonna say though. it's ridiculous
3: i'm a yoga teacher i can touch my toes <laughs> um uh but i i don't necessarily think that's the the way that everyone needs to to go but i think if people spend a bit of time being barefoot um and i mean you, you can see on this video again but i've got these little wedges and um these are from the anatomy and motion side of things and these you don't even need to use these but these are useful but you know you can go to ikea or, or any other stores available but you know and buy like a wooden wedge or you get a t-shirt or you know you cut up a bit of matting or something and you can mm. uh, you can then affect how your feet move and if you can affect your feet so essentially you put like a wedge or um, something under your big toe knuckle. Um, Mm. And then you just try to bring some weight on top of it. You do a little mini lunge um, and all of a sudden your brain will light up because your body wants three main points of contact on the floor, the big toe knuckle, the fifth toe knuckle and the heel. Um, And so you get this tripod and it's this strong space. Now, if those three things aren't on the floor, you'll still have a tripod but it'll be a suboptimal tripod essentially and mm-hmm. um, so then then you know the classic is people come to yoga and they stand there and they go oh I, you know i feel like i'm all over the shop when i stand on one foot and you look at their tripod and they're basically stood on like an ice skate um right and so being able to get your feet into the open being able to like spend a bit of time barefoot being able to you know this for me being able to walk across fields and through woodlands and stuff you know which is what i do and you get all of this undulating territory and you know it pushes bones around it pushes tissue around um which is essentially what we're trying to do with the wedges with like your t-shirts or anything else is you want the bones to be able to move you want the joints to be able to be affected which is going to pull on tissue and as as you said for knees um uh being, being an issue, having a foot which will move better will then allow the need to suddenly access a bit more of this rotational side mm. of things um, without getting too overly complicated. But, um, yeah, it's kind of horrendously simple but pretty damn complicated at the same time, um, as with all good things. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, the fact that you were able to, without any... <laughs> training outside of, you know, <laughs> being a snowboard instructor, perhaps. It's a bit or maybe maybe being a builder is like, you know, makes you kind of think there's a bigger picture. But um, you know, you go to see the physios and they say, Oh, do these knee knee strengthening exercises and you kind of go, Yeah, but it's my feet. Mm. Um and most of the time people kind of and unfortunately it's a really, really common thing where people kind of go, No, no, just, you know, do your clams, do your, you know, strengthen your glutes, do your um banded walks do your whatever you know knee i did technique. all of those yeah yeah and you got a new pair of shoes and your knees still hurt
0: yeah it's sort of solving the um working on the, the symptom rather than the cause
3: exactly going back to my 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 damp problem with the wallpaper
0: yeah
3: so, great yeah, analogy
0: great analogy <laughs> <laughs> um so can we talk about like some classic uh, builder builder uh like injuries i guess and i mean number one has got to be like lower back Mm -hmm. Uh, but what can is is yoga a good way to to sort of help protect the back so yoga is
3: so uh yes basically i have um i've been a bit up and down with this over the i say i've been down on it a little bit over the last year but actually i'm kind of coming back to it um so i was very much at one point yoga can fix everything then I realized yoga couldn't fix everything. And then I was a bit like, well, yoga can't fix anything. And then I'll actually come back to the stage of, um, actually yoga can do an awful lot for a lot of things. Um, okay. If if you're someone who doesn't move a huge amount, like if you're not a movement specialist, I, so I, that that was definitely inverted commas on that, guys. Yeah. Like, specialist is a, that's not me. <laughs> um, um, but if, so, you know, if you're just, Average Joe or Joanne or whatever, um, and you're kind of you know going out, you're working, you're doing whatever else, doing a yoga practice two or three times a week would be ginormous, would be so huge for your body's ability to put movement back into itself. Um, I'm gonna quote my teacher Chris, because actually this is probably quite a good one here. Um he basically said like movement and improving movement is like digging up a temple so it's like you know it's like archaeology so you go in to begin with and you think okay we need to get the diggers in and so we do some really big movement we do really big you know my back's not very good so we're going to do some big movement to uh, i say big but like really sort of generic you know we're just going to do some some, yoga, some really good yoga poses we're going to free up a whole bunch of the body through yoga um and once we've suddenly we get to the bits of temple sticking out we suddenly then go to shovels so then we start making things a bit more particular mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we need to get rid of the shovel so then we're now down to like um little trowels and brushes and then do you know what i mean so it's kind of the same thing now yoga is that first two tiers of that i see it's like the big um the big diggers and then the then the, the shovels and you mm-hmm. can you can do amazing amazing stuff and and you can get out of discomfort purely through just starting a yoga practice like that would you know that can suddenly get your shoulders from being stuck up by your ears to being you know your shoulder blades to actually feel like they move on your spine um you know to get your hips to actually begin to extend to begin to get your um you know your spine to bend and you know all of Mm -hmm. that stuff now then when you come into um you know getting into the nitty gritty if it's a completely ongoing thing we get down to the the trowel and stuff that's when we would maybe come into being really specific about um the movement therapy side of things i guess uh-huh. so you know i think for for if if you're a builder like i i personally think that doing a yoga practice or you know it doesn't even have to be yoga like a pilates like a a natural movement um find something which grabs you and and, and do that but I personally would suggest not necessarily I mean uh, that's going to sound bad I wouldn't suggest going to a gym type thing because okay I just that,
0: that's very specific movements isn't it's it?
3: very, and it's very one plane yeah whereas what I feel like with the natural movement side of things with a lot of yoga is you can be very three-dimensional with it and and actually you can begin to you know not only extend your spine sort of, sort of lift it taller but you can actually begin to you know rotate it and bend it and all of these things which pull on tissues in three dimensions rather than it just being a pec deck or a you know bench press um which again has its benefits don't get me wrong it definitely has its benefits for back pain too doing some strength work can be huge but um for me again i just feel that's not getting to the you know that's not peeling layers of the parfait back that's just painting more i uh, yeah
0: i once i was assisting a blacksmithing course Okay. Uh, There's a thing I did a few right. times, was making like axe heads and stuff. And uh, we had sort of members of the public come in and they would, you know, you, it's sort of heating up this bit of metal and then smacking it with a sledgehammer, is essentially how it is. And at the beginning of the course, we'd always kind of take notes to see who we think might, might struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're just going to need a bit of extra assistance. And, uh, and there was this one guy who was like, obviously worked out of the gym loads and we, obviously we thought you know well that guy's gonna be fine no, no worries and then by like sort of beginning of the afternoon he was completely done and he couldn't like the swinging of a sledgehammer just obviously wasn't the movement that very like one dimensional movement you talked about absolutely uh, that, that he'd practiced loads in the gym uh yeah and he was he was useless yeah. sorry not useless he was <laughs> <laughs> he was less. he op- was suboptimal
3: yeah. uh yeah see and i honestly think for from from my experience and what i practice and stuff i you know i think like the natural movement world for 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 builders is really should is a is a is a really cool way that they can move like um i'm not saying you know there's a lot of people don't like or don't would would look less on yoga with the, it's a bit girly or it's a bit this and that. And you know there is you know there's a million different sorts of yoga. But like I think the natural movement world is such a good place for, um, for bit for, for if you're a physically active like builder type person because like included in it is like is lifting is throwing is carrying is like squatting is um do you mean it's the whole idea is it's like natural movement Mm. now you know again i'm not going to say this is going to necessarily solve your problems and again this is a bit like the the digger analogy in on our temple you know this would have massive beneficial effects if you're just someone who doesn't move a lot doing like a 20 minute uh 15 20 minute natural movement session a day yeah oh my god would i think it would like probably transform many many lives um if you have an ongoing pain problem, it probably isn't necessarily going to ever solve that. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to take some dig- bigger deep uh, digging. But for the majority of builders, I would suggest it's more of just a case of I just need to my body to be mobile and um, like be able to fire and be active in lots of different positions, whether I'm down on my knees, on my feet, on my hands and knees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that would be a pretty cool, pretty cool way for many builders to do because most of the time you've got loads of heavy stuff lying around. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't need gym equipment, you don't need dumbbells, you don't like. I don't have any. I literally don't own any weights. I've just got some big, like lumps of slate, like I think they like slate stone type stuff. Okay, Um, and I just pick them up and carry them around. They're not mega heavy. They're probably like maybe ten kilos, Mm. if that. Um, And I just pick them up. Came around, put them down, pick them up, put them on my shoulder. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And so you can do all sorts of things with not a massive weight. But again, do you need to be going and lifting 250 kilos? Like, I, I, would, I, I, would, I, suggest, I would suggest that for, unless you're wanting to put in that lintel on your own, um, I'm going to suggest it's probably not ever going to be a, ne- a necessity. And actually what you want your body to do is when it's got some kind of weight, can it get up and down off the floor? can it like you know side bend and rotate without anything going ping and pang and whatever else yeah um,
0: nice um and so well first of all you you've said you're going to do some videos for us i am yeah yeah
3: i'll do some of them no worries uh
0: so people can come and and do like a, a sort of a session with you
1: we'll be back after a quick break
0: Hey there, I'm Mick from The Mick and Pat Show. That's right, and I'm Pat. Looking for a podcast that's like catching up with the old friends? Well, you're in luck. We're here to bring you weekly doses of lifestyle commentary, discuss culture and politics, and top it off with the occasional beer and film reviews. But it's not just about us. We're a community. Our listeners are our kin, and we let you all have a say in what we discuss. So saddle up and join the conversation at The Mick and Pat Show. You can check out our website or find us wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'll kind of mix them up as well. I'll do, if you want, I'll do a little bit of yoga so people can see what yoga maybe is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do some movement, sort of natural movement stuff as well. And as, as you say, I'll also try and just do some simple movement therapy bits as well. So um, the,
0: the, that sort of check-in idea. The
3: check-in type stuff. That, you yeah. know, the thing that you could do for less than five minutes of the morning and actually just check in and just see, if, um, see what's moving. And then yeah. if you want to from there, then you go and do your natural movement or your yoga and stuff, and then you can go out and work. Okay. Great. So, yeah, I should also say about as far as the back pain is concerned, again, so much of the time we, you know, you end up and you get a back rub um, and it feels better and you kind of go on. But, you know, your if you think of your centre of mass as being around L4, L5, so it's your lumbar spine, your lower spine, mm-hmm. um, basically near your belly button, sort of in and around the area of your belly button yeah. is your centre of mass. And that's basically the main point. Now, that should be, hopefully, fairly smack bang between our base of support
0: okay um,
3: which i think i heard somewhere that balance is like described as the center of mass being on top of the base of support or something like that is so
0: base of support is f- what feet hips
3: feet so yeah. essentially your two feet on the floor yeah so if you've got two feet on the floor that's your base of support now if your center of mass is then outside it or mm-hmm. is not Perfectly finding center in the middle. If you're su- suddenly, if your center of mass is shifted towards the left because you broke your right ankle yeah. or big toe or something, then all of a sudden you can see how your low back is going to be having a whole bunch of strain put on it. Because if that's your fulcrum point mm. and that's suddenly shifted left, you're suddenly then going to have compression in the left side, tension in the like compression in the right side, so tension in the left side. And that's always there. It's always in that low spot. It's always around L4, L5. And, you know, those, they're one of the most common um, areas of uh, pain and discomfort. And I think even surgery. Right. Certainly spinal surgery. I think L4, L5 is like the go-to place for discectomies and, you know, disc problems. You know, oh, I slipped a disc in L4, L5. It's um, As
0: I've, I've seen it in the, the sort of builder community that's that's the
3: area that goes it's always and if you just think that's that's your fulcrum so that's always the point so if you can work to find that finding center Mm. then you know how much stress and strain are you going to take off the rest of your body you know you know sometimes your foot as you your analogy or your thing about your knee and your boots you know a boot it might go further up it might not be your knee it might be your back which is then affected by your boots yeah um so being able to look at things with a with a more open eye and a bigger picture is kind of always key, but really you know being able to look at yourself and think my foot pressure I feel more in my left foot than my right, and when I look in the mirror, I think actually my you know my right my right leg looks like it's further away from me than my left, so maybe I am my pelvis is shifted left, and maybe I'm putting pressure into closing that right side down, opening that left side, and perhaps one day you know unless I do something. I might end up popping a yeah. disc out of that left side of the Ugh. spine. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then how easy would it be if you just pushed your pelvis towards the right? <laughs> just simple, easy. simple. <laughs> like, it's so simple. So is
0: there any... Well, I'm thinking specifically about my friend, uh, Will Stanix, who he's had a, a history of back problems from building. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that Pilates has... Well, he described it as sort of I think building up the, the muscles around his back to protect it. Yeah. Is that uh is that a good way to go? Is that I mean it seems to make it's sense. Not, to
3: make... It's not a bad way to go, but again, I would probably then come back to my parfait analogy. Yeah. So uh, you're sort I'll... of fixing the the uh are you just the, the biggest problem and this is one of the things you find that you find about yoga and and pilates type thing pilates a bit more so i'm gonna get in trouble with the pilates community here but like um i'm not because i'm just being honest but they um they're all about core so they're all about how strong can you make your core and if you if your core is really strong and really stable yeah then your back pain goes away mm-hmm. but the problem is we are fluid human three-dimensional beings. So if you're suddenly you're locking everything down and you can't shift your pelvis left and right because your pel because your core is so constantly switched on, you're missing huge parts of other things. And so maybe your back pain gets better, but mm. then maybe your knee begins to hurt, or maybe your hip begins to hurt, or you know, you then go for a run and you know, you the there's nothing necessarily bad about it but it's just a case of understanding you know it's a every coin is two is two sided yeah. like do you just do you purely want to be really really stable or so do you it want it sounds to be... like a
0: combination would be exactly
3: the... do you want to be stable at times but also really mobile at times too yeah. like yoga is horrendous in so many ways for over mobility for over flexibility you know we and i've been guilty of this in my past as well um you know you stretch the hell out of everything and you kind of almost take all the tension out of your body you just become this floppy lax thing Um, that
0: sounds lush
3: (laughs) i've been using the word flaccid a lot recently in class for for overstretching but if but it's kind of almost that opposite side you see what i mean so if you end up being overly flaccid or you become overly um, rigid, then you're, you're kind of gonna, you're never going to be able to do both. And mm. so, what you want to be able to do is, you want your body to naturally find tension when it needs to, and naturally fl- find mobility when it needs to. Yeah. Um, and forcing a tension into a body to get rid of an SIJ, so sacroiliac, that's where the um, sacrum. Of your spine your um ilium which is the, the pelvis okay that kind of joint there it's the bit where everyone kind of complains a lot of women have the problem post uh, birth in kind of sij it's kind of if you feel into your spine you can feel a couple of lumpy bits down on the pelvis around there um that's a really common place and quite often in pilates and yoga and stuff we'll end up tightening the core so much and so basically it just stops that moving mm. but with technically with every single footstep that should be moving. Your pelvis should be doing this little wobble dance type thing, where it kind of is uh, gently rotating forward and back, sort of left and right as the legs swing through. Mm-hmm. And that SIJ should be opening and closing. um That's more just like pressure than joint opening. But anyway, it's getting overly complicated. But um yeah, it should. There should be movement in it. And if you're kind of completely locking down, again, it, if it's helping your symptoms, amazing. But then going forward do you want to you know how much is that locking down going to affect something else in 5 years time would probably be my yeah my way of looking at it. and and if you just try and look at a coin and think i want mobility but i also want um stability and how can i get the best of both worlds
0: okay um, well let's let's talk a little bit then about uh practicality of this uh, yeah. so like so i get up in the morning uh and i brush my teeth and then like what sort of uh amount of of sort of movement and and yeah what should be my 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 routine
3: whatever you want um um, i would go back to bed then yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) just stretch in bed pandiculation that's what it's called (laughs) um morning yawning stretches pandiculation it's a great thing to do um I have so, to admit,
0: while I watched your your yoga uh, course you did for uh, for was it bam, bamboo bamboo clothing?
3: Climbing, yeah.
0: yeah, I watched that uh, in bed the other day, and I thought, "Oh, I thought that looks like hard work."
3: <laughs> I did make it pretty hard work, and did
0: looked pretty intense. Yeah,
3: yeah, that that one was supposed to be quite hard work. And then I always, I won't do you one; it's too hard. Um, but so basically, I would suggest like if you can find anywhere from five minutes to half an hour like Mm -hmm. yes you could do an hour by all means but again for what purpose are you wanting to do this are you wanting to do it for i need i want to be able to free up my body and move better are you doing because i just want to get fit type Mm -hmm. thing do you mean i'd kind of say if you're going beyond the half an hour you're probably looking more at like you know i just want to be doing a workout rather than I want to be getting a a, a nice movement routine into my body, mm. um, and so I would personally suggest even so you've got up you clean your teeth like while you clean your teeth you could quite simply do a few of the check-ins of your pelvis. Do you know what I mean? It's as simple as like can I stand here? I'm looking at my mirror. I know my chest is facing forward. Can I rotate my pelvis left? Can I rotate my pelvis right? Can I bend one knee, so you keep one leg straight, bend one knee, and can you feel the pelvis hit like hike and drop? yeah, so you end up with this little hike and drop in the pelvis, you know while I'm cleaning my teeth, can I push my pelvis left and right, you know feet are next to each other Do you know what i mean you uh, as a as a really simple check in like daily movement, that might be an awful lot of movement compared to you, what you've ever done. For that part of your body before,
0: so I suppose like while the yeah while the kettle's boiling, you could work on
3: absolutely. There's there's some really simple like lunge type things you can do to load your quads and your glutes. And do you know what I mean? In the two and a half three minutes that your kettle's boiling, you could do three rep three round re- three reps on each side, um, yeah. probably more than that. Or you could do five on each side. Um, but the for me with movement, the key is like. How, and again, we're going to come back to the word sustainability or sustainable. but how can you put something into your life which you're actually going to do Mm. and and be sustainable with? If I was to say to you, I've had one of my clients once who said she'd been to see um, a massage therapist who gave her over an hour's worth of exercises to do every day.
0: Not going to get done.
3: Never going to get done. Like if you, you know, you said you went to the physio and they gave you some knee exercises. How many days did you do those for? Like a week? Yeah. Maybe.
0: I think I did a couple of weeks. I really yeah, okay. running. So but probably
3: yeah. you probably didn't you probably didn't see a month out. No. Um, and so again, we then get to the, the the place of how sustainable is this gonna be for you? Mm. Now, look you know, you don't ever need huge amounts of space. Do you know what I mean? If you've got enough space that you can stand, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. If you've got enough space that you can be on hands and knees, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. I know kind of um, in the pre-talk or, you know, when we were kind of talking about doing this, you said that wrists were another place that can get a bit funny with builders. Um, And do you know what I mean? Just sometimes spending time on hands and knees um, and putting weight through some of the, in one of the videos I do, I'll definitely be putting some wrist stuff in because I think it's so important. Um, Just as a a little stat, uh, one in two women Will get osteoporosis one in four men will get osteoporosis or what, osteoporosis. what is osteoporosis uh like the the um when the bones get really fragile brittle and fragile oh, yeah, yeah so like a lot of old people end up getting it and then the three main places that, or the three biggest spots are your low back mm-hmm. your hips and your wrists right so quite often when old people come into a and e and they've fallen over they've broken their hip because Potentially their hip, you know, hasn't been moved very well. Um, Their low back or their wrists, and wrists are one of these places where people get really, really uncomfortable wrists and weak wrists. Um, And you know, uh, a five minute uh routine where you like a five minute floor routine with your hands on the floor Mm. and you and you know you can move your whole spine you can extend you can flex you can you know side bend and you can have your hands on the floor and you can strengthen through the forearms through the hands through the fingers through the um all the extensors in the palms um everything you can get like you can do everything in like five minutes and you you know you don't necessarily have to do more than that because you've probably moved 90 percent of your body purely through being on hands and knees yeah. and it takes five minutes and i'd and i'd probably suggest with that and i'm going to stick this in with the video as well is some breathing as well um and it's just with back pain um there's an osteopath called leon i think his name was leon chita no, i'm gonna get it wrong um chita or something i think he's an irish guy okay. um can you anyway, send me, so a, send me not... a link and i'll yeah i'll send you i'll send you the paper over and it's really interesting but like he basically found a link between breathing and functional breathing and back pain okay i mean it's fairly well known anyway but he's just he did a whole bunch of research on it but um being able to actually breathe properly three-dimensionally ribs expanding in all planes lifting and then dropping down and and actually getting a good abdominal cavity pressure and mm-hmm. then relaxing it and all this like all of that just breathing moves your spine moves all the spinal muscles moves all of your back muscles moves all your core muscles so if you're not if you're breathing badly and you're purely mouth breathing which is really really common um or you're just i'm a mouth breather You're a mouth breather you need mm. to start taping your mouth up at night oh
0: um, i turn it my
3: beard <laughs> i've got a beard oh yeah um but you can uh if if you're mouth breathing most of the time you'll use the upper chest and if you use the upper chest you're not really pulling the diaphragm into the game properly Mm -hmm. so therefore all the muscles around the back can then get stuck and you can you can begin to influence back pain purely through breath work right Um, i actually heard again sorry slight tangent but i heard a story the other night um and saw a picture of some russian woman in the 20s i think it was who had scoliosis, so like an S shape, yeah. And the doctors went, eh, "Touch it. There's a bed. Like crack on." Yeah. And she went, eh, "That doesn't seem very good." So she basically taught herself like how to breathe better, and she breathed her spine straight.
0: What? So,
3: do you know what I mean, like the breath is hugely, hugely, hugely important, yeah. as well as for a myriad of other things, like as like clear thinking and waking up of feeling awake and stress and anxiety and all of this stuff that comes in with um the breath you can if you can learn to slow your breathing and speed your breathing up if you can learn to switch into a parasympathetic which is our rest and digest our little sit around the campfire um i've just eaten my you know wildebeest or my um, <laughs> berries depending on if you're a, a, a vegetarian uh uh, hunter-gatherer or not or your fight and flight you're oh, oh god i need to run away from this saber tiger type thing um i don't know if humans and saber were around at the same time i know i, I um, think
0: they're still in the zoos but...
3: are they yeah. i know i know that um madagascar put them together so um, that's pretty much yeah. factual i think so, um...
0: <laughs> 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 so a lot of your knowledge comes from animated movies <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> um <laughs> so you know your breath is it is like the biggest thing which affects your autonomic nervous system so if you want to be able to not get freaked out and stressed out and anxious and have you know even depression and all these kind of things are all affected by your breathing um you know the way your back moves is all affected by your breathing the way um you know you sleep at night is all affected by the way you breathe there's a huge link you know between breath breath working kids of adhd and all things like that um and so finding a way in which your body can return to again we'll come back to the word sustainable but it's sustainable natural breathing pattern Mm. where it is slow and quiet for the majority of the time and then it has the ability to do the things it needs to when nature calls and then it goes back to where it does like if you think of like a cat or a dog or anything constantly is super chilled nose breathes doesn't pant doesn't do anything all of a sudden goes for a run and i know dogs are slightly different because they breathe through their mouth to sweat but like essentially they and then they after a few minutes they just move back and they just breathe through their nose and they just fall back asleep. you think of a cat it kind of yeah. goes and then it goes back to sleep <laughs> um, and so that's what us humans should be like but we've just computers and yeah. And...
0: Do, you, do you think like I'm conscious that while we're talking now I'm kind of like a little bit hunched over uh-huh. this is probably the position that most people spend uh, or a lot of people who work on a computer all day spend like their life in.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Do you think it's the the sort of body affecting the breathing which you know so it's sort of holding your body in that position stops you breathing properly which, and not being able to breathe properly then affects
3: you. Know... There's definitely a chicken and egg thing. Definitely yeah. a chicken and egg. But like I there's definitely. You know I mean, and the funny thing is, again, like a lot of people will tell you that you need to sit tall, have your computer raised at a certain point, never break this position. You're sitting back, and your arms are here, and you've got your, you know, your keyboard at exactly the right height. Again, is that sustainable? Like, mm. it's just not really sustainable. What you want to be able to do is give your body just let it do this. There's nothing wrong with sitting in this position where we are now, but then the fact is you just acknowledged it and you go, I'm sitting like this. So you, you know, you sit like this. Yeah. And then, so then why don't you just give your body the experience of doing the opposite as well? So do you know what I mean, again, like I said, you just put your bum and your back and your head against the wall and you, you breathe in and you just try to slide your head up the wall, keeping all three points against the wall. You're suddenly going to feel like your whole body extends and moves out of the complete, it's moves complete opposite end of the spectrum that you're currently slouched in by your computer. So, if sitting by the computer slouched is comfortable, cool. Then just make sure you go and do something afterwards and give the body the, the other the other experience. Just use both sides of the coins again.
0: Nice. So yeah, I, that seems to be the sort of take takeaway. I'd say is just using the whole body in its whole range.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, maybe not all the time, but at least some of the time.
3: Yeah. I mean, just just finding ten minutes a day. I mean if you are uh, you know 60 and you've spent your life slouched over and blah uh, you know you're probably going to need to put in a bit more than 10 minutes a day to to get massive benefits but even 10 minutes if you've never done it will be huge and your body will go holy molasses like what's gone on there but yeah so even if you have never moved in that way before like doing 10 minutes will be massive and and just find like hopefully if i do I'm, i'll do some videos which are five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes half an hour type of thing i'll do a few mm-hmm. video choices so that maybe people can get like a five minute video and to begin with you don't want to go and do half an hour a day because you go or you you probably do you go i'll do half an hour yeah i'll do half an hour. yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna do this every day forever and then you do like a week and you go oh, you, i really want to stay in bed now mm. i can't be asked. but actually if you go well, I know I can get up and do a five-minute video. I'll, I'll do a five-minute video. I know that's not too stressful. I can do a five-minute video. That's still going to be a massive a chunk of movement compared to what you ever did before, and your body will bloody love it. Like it'll go, oh, yeah, I remember I did I did used to be back there. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll oh, move, I'll move half a millimeter back towards that because that's a lot less stress for me. Yeah, And then it moves back, and then over time, it moves back, and it moves back, and over time, fingers crossed we find the holy grail of center
0: oh the the blessed center point
3: (laughs) exactly
0: um so where can people find out more stuff about this about you about
3: so i am mainly working out of instagram these days i would say instagram and facebook but facebook it's there because it's it needs to be but Mm. i don't really do a lot with it um so if they want to look on Facebook, they on, on and Instagram. Sorry, it's just Wib underscore Yoga. W I B underscore Yoga. Um, I've kind of my website as well um, has most of my information. I will be honest; I haven't really updated anything from it since I since lockdown, and everything's kind of changed a bit since lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's MandukaYoga.com, which is um, a ridiculous thing. It's M A N D U K Y A. Yeah. y-o-g-a so maybe if i just send you the link and you could perhaps put it in yeah. the show notes or something like that um so there's that which has most of my information especially for my like one-to-one you know my movement therapy because you know i i spend a lot of time working with athletes and footballers and stuff um yeah. so um, i was going to
0: ask you about that uh sorry i'm d- d- interrupting your flow go for it
3: but no, go for the, it.
0: the stuff you're doing with uh is it ipswich Ipswich Town. Yeah, ipswich
3: town football club yeah
0: yeah, what what sort of results are you seeing from that? This is a massive tangent, sorry.
3: No, no, well, I mean, going back to back pain, like, it's it's pretty good. So, I mean, obviously, a lot of footballers do repetitive things over and over again. And, like, I mean, I'm working with, um, you know, one lad, and he's kind of had back pain. Um, actually, he's not an ipswich anymore. He's somewhere else now. Um, but, yeah, one guy, he's kind of back pain, and, you know, it's shooting down his leg. He's getting this sciatic type pain. Um, and you know we talked about L four, L five. I mean, he was just so far off it; it was not even funny. His, it is literally, you know, his chest was sh- so far away from his. Um, and this, this his is a pelvis. professional
0: athlete.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, they're kind of. He's been treated by rubs and needles and stuff in his bum and all this, um, and we've just been working to get to give him movement back and he his symptoms are still there a bit but you know within what are we like four or five weeks he's kind of he's improved you know there's been a big improvement in his in his symptoms and his movement is so much better and you know i think from one of the things i really want to maybe hammer home with this is that uh symptom control doesn't mean better right so this goes back to me with my movement, and as I've peeled the layers back on my onion, all my pains from my old injuries have come back. You can you can hide your hide your pain, but not be better. Yeah. So therefore, you might begin to move better, but the pain not go away straight away. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like it can be really a misconception. One of the biggest things I've had at times is people go, oh well i've done it for like four weeks and yeah I, I can move my hips better and stuff but i've still got that pain and then they just give up and don't come back type thing um but actually you know this is like something where you need to persevere like a pain is there because there's still something else in your body which isn't moving properly yeah. and actually just because that that area is now moving better you know your broken thumb from being a goalkeeper when you're 12 is, is holding you up type thing yeah. um and so, yeah, I mean, it, I I love working with them just because, for the most part, they you know they they want to get fit, they want to get healthy, they want to be good at their sport, um, and so it's really it's really in, it's sort of quite uh, rewarding. Um, but again, as you like, professional athletes move like shit.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Like yeah,
3: like so. So if you're not a professional athlete, don't worry. Because you still probably move as well as a lot of professional, professional athletes do. <laughs> That's good. I'm going to get them in trouble with that one, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, you can... Unless there's anything else you want to talk about that one on? No,
0: no, no. Sorry. We can um, go back to, I rudely interrupted you.
3: No, no, you can always rudely interrupt me. So there's basically mandukiyoga.com, which I'll share the link with. Um, There's also, I do, like, a weekly, I I do uh, live yoga classes online at the moment, Mm -hmm. um, which is via patreon.com forward slash mandukiyoga. All of that is way too complicated to spell out from Patreon through to make mandukiyoga. (laughs) but I'll up, give you a link. Yeah. Um, and so there's three. You can have up to three yoga classes a week for twenty five pounds, or one a week for three pounds. So it's kind of I've tried to price it so that anyone can be. It can be open to anyone. Whether you've, you know, three pound a month is um, definitely less than a coster. Um, yeah. And hopefully, do you know what I mean you can have four classes a week, uh, four classes a month for for that price? Um, but and that's you know my yoga class is very much my movement and my yoga all tied in together so therefore you kind of almost get like a mini movement therapy type class with some yoga and stuff as well mm. um, so there's that and then there's facebook but i wouldn't worry about that one really that- <laughs> and you've got a U- youtube is it <laughs> oh i do have a youtube i just forget about that one uh, Ootube. Um, it's uh, just with uh, oh wibs yoga yeah, Wibbs Yoga, W I B B S Yoga. So if you just go into like YouTube and search Wibbs Yoga, there should be a whole bunch of videos on there. And and there's tends to be like weekly new new weekly videos go up. Um summer movement, summer uh breeding, some are yoga, um summer me just messing around with the wife and the dogs doing some silly kind of partner acro stuff and um yeah, yeah. should be plenty there to keep you going. Nice.
0: And if anyone needs inspiration, certainly your, your Instagram. My goodness. I've never seen a, a man in pants so often since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: The, the, do you know what the best thing about that is? That's pretty much got me free clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, so, tangent story again, just because I think it's funny. Like, Instagram yoga world is lots of women wearing small bikinis in the sun, showing off basically. And so I decided i got a bit fed up with this a couple of years ago when we had the old beast from the east fly in the, the 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 snowy storm. And so it was really heavy snow here so I decided to um go and do some jazzy yoga poses out in the snow in my pants. Um and I was wearing pants from Next at the time and I put it on and I was like kept tagging Next and hey Next give me some free pants, give me some free pants. <laughs> obviously they didn't even acknowledge me and then someone said oh you should like hit up bamboo and so basically i kind of i bought some bamboo clothes and they look the best boxer shorts you can buy by the way they're so comfortable um so (laughs) good good
0: promo yeah
3: exactly but that's just they literally are but then i just start i just get up in the morning i just couldn't be bothered to put clothes on i just stumble downstairs at like half five do my yoga practice and record it and started sticking on instagram and uh, yeah, so now I'm a ambassador for Bamboo. ambassador.
0: Um, <laughs> um, uh, it's because of you that I've become aware of the hashtag yoga wanker.
3: I, I think I might be the only person who uh, really <laughs> used it. But um, there are a lot of yoga wankers in the world. And I I couldn't not, like, do you know what I mean? I'm fully aware that when I'm in my pants with my leg behind my head or something, I am being a prick right there. <laughs> And I just I wanted to own it, so I was like hashtag yoga anchor.
0: Yeah. And uh, well, it's it's one of the things I've always been very impressed with you is uh, that you've you've never really had a sense of uh, embarrassment. Or, <laughs> uh, it's it's been a, like throughout our friendship, it's been a constant source of well, both amusement and inspiration to
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my biggest problem with, with the best man speech at my wedding. Yeah i can't really say anything because he's kind of embarrassing
0: yeah this is the bit in the the speech when i should be saying like all the embarrassing stories but he's already told them to you
3: and he doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> he's them on instagram <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: he celebrates them
3: <laughs> yeah what can i say i just uh as our kind of uh one, there's a yoga teacher in london says take your take your yoga seriously but not yourself well it's kind of i like to take my movement seriously but definitely not myself Last <laughs> too short to take yourself seriously so
0: <laughs> nice man that's cool great
3: for having me chat. And like i would just I, i just want to say really like if any of like the listeners kind of have any questions like i'm like as far as i'm concerned this is like i'm happy to answer questions so they can like get in touch on instagram facebook like my my email that's all on my website and stuff and like I'll happily just answer questions about stuff and I will try and give you know free advice as well to as much as you know with, when things start getting complicated, it's not really possible but like um, there's a whole bunch of stuff which is so easily accessible and so you know easy to begin to work through where you don't have to go and spend loads of money. Um, I'd far prefer people just to learn to, to um, move better and, and and not get bankrupt rather than going and paying. Uh, a chiropractor 80 quid for 18 minutes and you know it works for a week and then you have to go back again Like that's kind of my my pet peeve really so um yeah if i if i can help in any way like please do just um you know drop me a line i'll be more than happy to accommodate any questions <laughs>
0: Oh, that's it! Brilliant. Well done, Whibs. Uh, I hope you've all got something from that, and I hope everyone's excited to check out the videos and look after their bodies. While I'm on the subject of saying thanks, I wanted to thank Mike Bite Hill. He gets the thanks every so often, but probably not enough. He did the theme music and. He does general emotional support when I need it. So thank you, Mike. Um, I'm going to keep this outro really, really quick uh, because the last few weekends I've been out wild camping uh, and I've been going in my bivy bag, rocking up to somewhere very, very beautiful, uh, waiting till it's dark, having a little sleep out in nature and then waking early, watching the sunrise and generally being massively charged up uh, for the day it's uh it's been really really good to to be totally recharged by nature what it does mean is that i maybe didn't get the full eight hours i require so i am pretty poop. um what do i need to say oh subscribe if this is your first episode definitely subscribe listen to all the others if you haven't left a review thank you so much to everyone that has left a review uh so leave a review if you can uh it takes a couple of minutes and makes loads of difference to people being able to find this podcast go to the patreon site and get all the bonus audio um and just carry on being great that's it um so until next time bye bye